Hey, Warriors, I want to let you know about an exciting way you can help us share Christ and help protect children from perverse ideologies in Italy. Yes, I said Italy. By God's grace, our latest documentary film, The Mind Polluters, continues reaching people all over the world and is having a tremendous impact in educating and motivating communities to take action in protecting the innocence of children. An Italian dub of the film is needed to break through the language barrier to help our brothers and sisters in Christ make a significant impact in their communities. Learn more about this need and share your support at fearlessfeatures.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind-the-scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we talk about the issues impacting our culture and society from a biblical perspective. I'm Amber Archer, half of the Fearless team, and joining me is the other half, my husband, director, author, speaker, Mark Archer. Don't be jealous that I've been chatting online with babes all day. (laughs) We're husband and wife team on a mission to educate, motivate, and inspire others to stand firm in the Lord in their communities. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. You can learn more about us and the movies we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. It's also a great place to make that one-time or monthly donation to help us break through the censorship that so often happens when sharing truth in today's culture. You're everyone's problem. Uh huh. Again, that's fearlessfeatures.org to learn more and share your support. So today... We are talking about the weaponization of CPS, Mm -hmm. Child Protective Services. I am dangerous. And this is going to be a multi-part series. Yeah, we're going to spend some time on this. This Interesting fun facts for you. Yes. (laughs) We have research and reaction. That's what I, just before we went on air, I told Mark, I said, this is what these episodes are because Mark and I don't research the same things. We have our own things that we go off and we research as we're working on these films. And so he's been... Heavy into this, uh, the weaponization of CPS, mm-hmm. and so it's it's research and reaction. I'm here for the reaction today. You're here for the reaction. Yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. Yeah. So okay, so we should clarify a couple of things. So uh-huh. CPS it, it goes by different names in different states. Yes. So we're talking about child protective services. Sometimes it's DCS, Department of Child, child Services. services. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna vary yeah. all over the place. Okay, any sort of welfare, <clears throat> child well, child wel- welfare, something. I can't. I, there were other terms. Yeah. So, a couple of disclaimers here. So, we're going to talk about um, some things that are going to make make you very uncomfortable as parents and sick, and, outraged, and sick to the core. Um, and I'm sure that we're gonna get a lot of uh, a lot of colorful feedback on this but <laughs> yay it is just it is what it is yeah um i am not advocating nor are we advocating the you know w- abolishing cps cps altogether okay um th- there are certainly cases where child children are in danger and need to be protected. That's the point of Child Protective Services. It's supposed to be the point, but what That's we supposed see to be. is it's slipping further and further away into yes. full-on weaponization against parents. Against parents. So let's talk about what that means to weaponize something. That means that people with bad intentions, uh, corrupt individuals, bureaucrats, unelected bureaucrats, we hear a lot about these people, these days, uh, people that you didn't vote for that suddenly have all kinds of authority to do things to you 
mm-hmm. and you find uh, that you have very little recourse can, to battle them. Can you give someone an example? Hmm. Unelected bureaucrat who has power to do things to us. Yes. Uh, how about Tony Fauci? Okay. <laughs> Just as an example, who voted for him? Right. How about Bill Gates? Ugh, I'm big ring. I am real, real tired of listening to Bill Gates talk about, oh, you know, the next pandemic is going to be tuberculosis or something. I mean, He's whatever. I didn't vote for him. <laughs> Nobody did. Okay, I better slow you, slow you down. Bring you back in. Reel it back in. Okay. Well, you know, if we could just get the population down to zero, we can save the planet. Of course, I'm not going to be reduced to zero because I have to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to that guy. Very I much. am dangerous. So okay. I, have a, I have a story here uh, first. From Colorado. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to read the story now. This is from a website that will give you nightmares. It's called Health Impact News, and we'll put the links to this in the show notes, of course. Uh, Colorado mom wins $3 million lawsuit. Okay, doesn't sound too bad so far. <sighs> Prepare yourself. I'm prepared. In my over two decades as an independent publisher, I don't think there has been another story I have reported on that gives me more satisfaction than this one out of Aurora, Colorado. Danielle Jurinsky, an Aurora City Councilwoman, okay, spoke out on a radio program and criticized the city's chief of police, Vanessa Wilson, back in January of 2022. Okay, so here's your first two characters. Okay. Danielle Jurinsky... She's a city councilwoman and Vanessa Wilson, who was the chief of police. I wonder if they're chi- are, are their chief of police also elected? So we've got two elected officials. Um, you know, it depends. So sometimes a sheriff will be elected. Yeah. A chief of police, sometimes, sometimes they're appointed by a mayor. <laughs> I ask too many questions. No, it, that's a good question, though. It, it, <laughs> okay, it depends. Um, Okay, the next day, Police Chief Wilson's lover, uh, a child welfare social worker, made an anonymous call to Child Protective Services, a.k.a. CPS, falsely accusing Danielle Jurinsky of sexually molesting her her very own two-year-old son. All right. So, <laughs> so there's there's Danielle, who's the city councilwoman who uh-huh. who criticized the chief of police. Right. The chief of police is a lesbian, and her lesbian lover, the next day, makes phones an, in phones in an anonymous call to CPS, accusing Danielle, the city councilwoman, uh-huh. of sexually molesting her own child. Wow. Okay. When CPS opened a case against Jurinsky, the social worker who made the anonymous call, Robin Nisetta. And that's the lesbian lover? This is the lesbian lover. Okay. Requested that she be given the case. Oh, of course. Okay. Oh, my word. Her intent was apparent was to apparently take permanent custody of Danielle Jurinsky's two-year-old son. What? Gets better. 
But Danielle Jarinski was not intimidated, and as she later stated, you picked the fight with the wrong person. Jarinski found out that it was Robin, Robin Nyseta who made the call and called her out publicly, which resulted in Nyseta resigning from her position. She was later arrested on criminal felony charges, which allowed the local media to report on the story, bringing even more pressure to the story. And I have one of those news reports here in a second. Being in the public spotlight now, other families came forward to report that Robin Nyseta had taken similar actions against them. Oh my goodness. In fact, one of Nyseta's reported MOs was to approach a mother under investigation with sexual advancements, and if the mother resisted, she ended up losing her children. So what at first appeared to be just a political retaliation story soon blew up to a systemic problem within the county child welfare department. And this is in Colorado? This is in Colorado, Aurora, Colorado. And soon a local attorney had over 40 families making complaints in what has now become a class action lawsuit. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Jarinski did not stop there, however. While waiting for the criminal trial to begin, which is scheduled for later this year, 2023, she filed a $1 million defamation lawsuit against Nyseta. And a few weeks ago, a judge ruled in her favor, awarding her $3 million in damages. (laughs) I have compiled... Okay, so... uh, Now, questions on this while I prepare the video. (laughs) No, it just just goes... There are bad apples. It's the same thing we were talking about with teachers. Listen, we are not... Never through the mind polluters did we say that all teachers are grooming children. Right. Never. It's... There are bad actors in all positions in every industry. And it's... Holding those people accountable Mm -hmm. is what I would say most of us, the majority of us, because there are, there are, I mean, you've got your activists who really want people like this Mm -hmm. in these positions to continue to terrorize and weaponize institutions like the uh, child protective services. Right. So uh, you've heard us, if you've listened to our podcast at all, you have heard us rail relentlessly on people within our own industry. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I am sick and tired of it is it has gotten so difficult for people like us who have good intentions to do our jobs because the bulk of the media is so corrupt mm-hmm. that when you go in, <laughs> people don't trust you. As, they don't. They won't talk to you anymore. <laughs> as a as a documentary film crew, you look more like a news crew yeah. than you do a movie crew, right? Because right? we don't come in with a bunch of stuff. And uh, so I want to call out people who are corrupting our industry. Right. And it would, should be the same with any yeah. occupation. So teachers, teachers, social workers. Right. You know, anybody who's in charge of children, daycare. I mean, oh, my goodness. Police, anybody, you yeah. know, you should be you should be willing and and uh, able to call out corruption in your own in your own ranks. Mm hmm. What makes me really curious is when you point out obvious corruption in something and then everybody in the ranks, they all close ranks and they start coming after the whistleblowers, Mm -hmm. the people who are talking about it. Mm -hmm. That's what we see nonstop in our. Well, and we'll and we'll talk more about that later 
in the yes. second half of the show. Okay, so here is a news report about this uh, situation. Already facing criminal charges, Robin Nisetta hit with more legal woes today after this civil lawsuit was filed by Aurora City Council member Danielle Jurinsky. Nisetta worked as a caseworker for the Arapahoe County Department of Human Services, but resigned in May after disturbing allegations surfaced. She's accused of calling in an anonymous tip to report that Jurinsky was sexually abusing her own son, but investigators found no wrongdoing. Nisetta is the ex-partner of Aurora's former police chief, Vanessa Wilson. The accusations were made after Jurinsky criticized Wilson in a radio interview. This has absolutely been very emotional for my family and I. Fox 31 spoke with Jurinsky on the phone back in June. She's not only speaking up, but seemingly giving others a voice. To have so many people come forward and tell me the exact same thing, and of course, these are women and men who have never met each other. Elliot Singer, attorney at Conduit Law LLC, is representing Jurinsky, and according to the class action lawsuit, more than 40 others who've now come forward claiming Nisetta tried to take their children away. The complaint alleges an abuse of power, stating on numerous occasions Nisetta would target those under investigation by social services. Nisetta invited um, the target of this investigation into her house, uh, offered her alcoholic beverage. Once uh, this member of the class declined what was clearly sexual advances, uh, Ms. Nisetta essentially turned on her and uh, did everything in her power to make sure that the child was permanently removed. On top of the false child abuse complaints, the lawsuit also accuses Nisetta of giving false testimony in court and altering statements from parents, destroying families. It is also extremely important to Mr. Rinsky and all the other members of this class that they have their day in court and that they get to tell their story. Thoughts? Uh, it's just one of the most horrific cases you could think of. Yeah. I, I mean, and as a, especially as a parent, could you even imagine being put in that situation mm-hmm. and, and having your, I mean, literally trying to remove her child permanently. Yeah. This literally is a two year old, a two year old yes. we're talking about, but I mean, there are other yeah. multiple families, but so wow. Just, just break it down to individual pieces here. Imagine, I, I mean, imagine being accused. Yeah. Yeah. The first offense of, Sexually molesting your own child, mm-hmm. getting a call from a government agency, mm-hmm. and the way child protective services works is if they get a call, they have they open they an investigation. Yeah, they, they have, have to, to investigate. investigate, right? So they open an investigation into you for something completely false, something completely horrendous, and they have then the power. To, they have the power of the courts and law enforcement mm-hmm. to come to your home, mm-hmm. knock on your door, and take your children away from you. Mm-hmm. This is, and I, this is something that until you start really studying this and you come to the realization that they have been given this authority in every state to go and remove children from the home for any myriad of reasons. And we have stories, okay, when we, when we, um, when dysphoria comes out, you're going to hear about even more of these stories. Mm-hmm. 
um, and just how real this all is. Yeah, because what has happened is, especially if you go on YouTube and if you look up all of this transgenderism, Mm -hmm. there are so many of these quote unquote influencers Mm -hmm. who are telling these kids to report their parents to CPS so that they can be removed from the home. Right. And we're talking about young kids who are learning these things you know, via social media or online on the YouTube platforms. And it's, it's horrendous. Yeah. So, all right. So stick with us here. When we come back, we're going to hear from uh, a former state Senator from Georgia who was working fast and furious on this. And we've got some words from her when we come back. Thank you for listening to the fearless with Mark and Amber podcast. I want to welcome you into an opportunity for you to partner with us to continue our mission. We know there are many ways you can invest in kingdom work, and we would like to invite you to pray about how God is asking you to get involved. We are dealing with the heavy issues that have eternal consequences. And in order for us to get the word out, it basically takes two people in action, the senders and the goers. And we will happily be the goers when it comes to sharing about these issues through a biblical worldview. And we're inviting you to partake with us to see what God might do. And Lord willing, in the end, we'll stand together to see the fruits of the spiritual investment. Share your support at fearlessfeatures.org. Okay, so now we're going to talk about um, someone who was fighting against this in the state of Georgia. Her name was Nancy Schaefer. Uh, state Senator, 50th District in the state of Georgia. Um, And rather than me try to read this entire document to you, so this document she wrote, um, it's dated dated November 16th, 2007, updated September 25th, 2008. And uh, we have a bit of audio from Senator Schaefer um, where she basically goes through all of this. Now it's got a couple of rough spots in it, so bear with it, but, um, let's give a listen to this and then we'll talk about her. Well, my name is Nancy Schaefer and, um, I'm from the state of Georgia in the United States. And, um, thank you for your gracious invitation to join you tonight. And, uh, thanks to all of you who have made this incredible World Congress of Families number five in Amsterdam possible. It's a privilege for me to join you tonight and uh, to be with you in some pro-family policy here. Uh, I will share with you on the unlimited power of child protective services. I served in the Georgia State Senate And after four years of viewing the ruthless and unsparing actions of Child Protective Services, also called CPS, which I will use tonight, I wrote a scathing report entitled, The Corrupt Business of Child Protective Services. (laughs) Thank you. The report cost me my Senate seat. Here's some copies of the report, if you'd like to get one. However, there are causes worth losing over. And this is one. I'm going to 
well, uh, talk about some of the problems and then some realistic, maybe, solutions uh, for families and children and uh, maybe look to some steps that we can take. This is not to say that there are not those children in wretched situations who need to be removed. There are, and we all agree. But tonight, I'm talking about those children removed from their homes intentionally for profit. Children are seized unnecessarily from their families due to the federal aid created in 1974 entitled the Adoption and Safe Families Act. It offers financial incentives to the states that increase adoption numbers. To receive the adoption incentives or bonuses, local CPS must have more children. They must have more merchandise to sell. Funding is available when a child is placed in a foster home with strangers or placed in a mental health facility and medicated usually against the parents' wishes. Parents are victimized by the system that makes a profit for holding children longer and bonuses for not returning children to their parents. This is abuse of power. It is lack of accountability. And it is a growing criminal political phenomenon spreading around the globe. Oftentimes, but not always, poor parents are targeted to lose their children because they do not have the wherewithal to hire an attorney or fight the system. Being poor and lacking proper housing does not mean your children should be removed. CPS has redefined poor to mean psychologically inferior. Therefore, it is in the best interest of the child to be removed. Best interest, of course, has also been redefined at the child's expense. It has been reported over and over that six times as many children die in foster care than in the general public. Once a child is legally kidnapped and placed in official safety, the child is far more likely to suffer abuse, including sexual molestation and or rape. Case workers and social workers are often guilty of fraud. They withhold and destroy evidence, and they seek wrongly to terminate parental rights while being protected by state immunity. There is a huge bureaucracy made up of judges, court-appointed attorneys, guardian ad litems, social workers, state employees, court investigators, therapists, uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, foster parents, adoptive parents, and on and on, who are looking to the children in state care for their job security. Judges have control over private living arrangements and income of 48.3 million Americans. The United States Census Bureau reported in 2002 
that 40 billion in transfer payments were made between households of custody parents and other parents. That money, 40 billion, is under the direction and control of family court judges. In environments covered with confidentiality laws that protect the wrong people. Fathers are victims of this unjust system. Child support payments, even without having visits with their children, are choking the very life out of fathers. Three fathers, of whom I am aware and have been in touch with, committed suicide in the last 12 months because they lost the opportunity to even visit with their children. These are to even visit with their children. These are crimes against humanity for financial gain. Rights are removed from parents, human rights, civil rights, and even religious rights. One illustration of what took place in my district is that after so many calls, I decided to call a meeting in one of the counties of my own district. I personally called 37 families that had been in touch with me who had all lost their children, grandchildren. I had them meet me in the library one Saturday morning. We started at 9 o'clock and we ended at 9 o'clock. We had 50 families standing outside the door that could not get in. We didn't have time to talk with them. There was incredible anguish and profound suffering from these families. Some children had been taken off the school bus, taken out of the hospitals, or taken out of their homes in the middle of the night, and even worse. It was just an incredible ordeal. These parents, trapped in the system, become like refugees. They're dazed and glazed and have no one of whom to turn. They do not know what to do, and the loss of their children is devastating. After having worked in this arena for several years, I do not believe that a single child comes out whole after having been in this system. Many foster children make up the homeless population of today. I introduced legislation, Senate Bill 415, in my last session. A substitute bill was written at the last minute by the chairman of the Judicial Committee. All the strong points of my bill had been compromised. I was told, accept it, Senator. At least you will get your let some legislation passed. And I answered with, obviously, you do not know me. I did not come to the Capitol to get legislation passed. I came to make a difference. What can be done? An independent audit should be called on every state of all Child Protective Services departments. I am in touch with congressmen and state officials 
and the door may be possibly opening very slowly. A federal congressional hearing is needed. But let me add, due to the hundreds upon hundreds of cases that I've been called to consider, I placed calls to state senators, representatives in their respective states across the country asking them to help me with certain families. And I was told if I help that family or if I help you, I will lose my job. Remove, abolish the federal and state financial incentives, and those are taxpayer dollars. Those dollars have been turned, have turned CPS into a business that takes children and separates families for money. Open family court, remove the, conf the confidentiality laws, give parents their rights verbally and in writing. I even feel that to terminate the rights of parents, the case should be heard before a jury. Family rights and parents' rights must be protected. We do not need more influence like the UN's Convention on the Rights of the Child. It's anti-parent, anti-child, and anti-common sense for the family. There has to be perseverance for any great reform, and great reform is needed in this area. As Charles Spurgeon put it, how do you tame a lion that is well-fed? First, he must be brought down. Second, his stomach must be lowered. How do you tame Child Protective Services? It may be only by closing it completely and starting over at the beginning with pro-family values. In closing, let me remind you that there is case law from state appellate and federal district courts and up to the United States Supreme Court, all of which affirm the constitutionality of the rights of parents to actually be parents to their children. There's biblical law too. It goes like this, speak up for those who can't speak for themselves and for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Give me nightmares. Uh, yeah. Well, and it, and it, it instantly made me think of Jeff Younger, who's in dysphoria mm -hmm. and his case of losing his son, you know, and, but just the courts ruling against him and this this money scheme that happens oh, yeah. while he's not in foster care. He's with his mother, but they've ruled against him in, in everything so that she can mm -hmm. go and transition their young son to be a girl. And did you pick up on 
her point that one of the most fundamental rights of a parent, the right to your own children, mm -hmm. can be taken from you by one person, mm -hmm. by a family court judge. Family courts are not open. They, <laughs> all the records are sealed. They're not. You've got minor children involved. Remember? Right. It's, well, that's the excuse. Yeah, well, we're the protecting excuse. the children. We're all about protecting the children. What it is is it's a closed. It's a closed box. What she says: it crimes against humanity for financial gain. Yeah. And those decisions are made by a judge. The. So who's accountable to who? Exactly. Right. Who's accountable to who? Mm -hmm. That's the question. I guarantee you, if these kinds of cases, if loss of parental rights had to go to a jury trial, you would see this fall apart. Oh, yeah. Overnight. Oh, yeah. Overnight. Uh, it's really it's pretty terrifying the more you look into it. And we, we, we're only scratching the surface here. We're going to talk more about Nancy Schaefer um next week because there's more in this report if you want to we'll put a link to the report um in the show notes if you want to get ahead <laughs> on on your homework um but so this this was back in 2008 i so i don't know the date of that speech but um and i will have some more details on that on next week's podcast but nancy schaefer uh was murdered well, that's the going. It was a murder suicide, is what that's they're saying. The, that's the official, the official explanation. Uh, so she was murdered. She was shot to death, and then the official explanation was that it was murder suicide by her husband. Um, I'm not going to speculate. I'm well, I'm and if real you, curious though, because a lot of these things don't add up. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and if you go and just look up her name, so it's Nancy, and her last name is S C H A E F E R, mm -hmm. and she and her husband, you know, they it, it was supposed to be murder suicide. Mm -hmm. Apparently, this was in March 26th of 2010. Okay. Okay, so this was just a couple years later, but if you if you go and Google her, and you will find so many different articles linking her back to um, her investigations, yes. her ongoing investigations into CPS, mm -hmm. which is, I mean. <sighs> yeah, well, and we'll, we'll read this, we'll read more of this next week, This uh, because this document that she laid out uh, lays out story after story of just how corrupt this is. Mm -hmm. um, so and, you, can, you'll, you can go and read the document. We'll leave a mm -hmm. link in the show notes. Yep, you can you wanna, see it for yourself. Want to get ahead, you can, but mm -hmm. uh, in the meantime... Um, we're out of time, so we're yeah. going to let them go. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for sticking around to the end. That's all the time we have for today. Be sure to visit fearlessfeatures.org to learn more about us. And you can uh, be sure to download the copies of the information from the podcast today in the show notes. You're everyone's problem. I know. Have a wonderfully blessed week. We will talk to you again next Tuesday. 